Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWarGaming.com. Welcome, Wargamers, to the Shrine of Chaos. Today, we have a very special guest. You may have heard his voice before. You may have seen his face. And if you have, you know that you were part of an epic story because he likes to forge the narrative. Yes, I wanted to throw in an old man joke because I have three nerglings of my own, and I figured it is just an appropriate place to do so. So, Paul Murphy, welcome to the Shrine. How are you? Dude, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate that. I can appreciate those uh, little uh, old man jokes. Uh, I'm an old man myself. <laughs> uh, you said it. I didn't disagree, but it's okay because you're in good company. Uh, so we're going to talk about something really uh, exciting today. We talked about it a little bit last week, uh, and I think that already went out, but I just wanted to talk about it again. Uh, and that's the uh, raffle for the Corn Army, the Crimson Hunters, uh, that Nova Open is doing. Now, provided links in the description to this right now so if you're watching this whether it be on twitch youtube or facebook there are links to that army that uh, that they're raffling right now um uh, and so i wanted to talk about the army i wanted to talk about you your involvement with it and just all chaos all corn all goodness so where should we where should we start well, let's start, let's start out with the Nova Open Charitable Foundation. I mean, they've been doing great works for for charities uh, for several years now, and, and this year is going to be no different. Uh, with the largest uh, be beneficiaries being the Doctors Without Borders, Breast Cancer Research Foundation, and the Fisher House. So these are some wonderful groups that uh, the money from the raffle tickets goes directly to these organizations. And then on the other side of it, since this is, this is our community, our mini miniature wargaming community coming together, uh, some folks will have the opportunity. Well, I mean, actually everybody who gets a ticket has the opportunity, but uh, some folks will win some of these wonderful armies and models and units and experiences uh that have been donated over to the foundation and it's it, i mean it's, it's absolutely amazing the quality is going up and up and up every year and this year's no different yeah yeah absolutely uh and just to respond to some of the comments coming in right now uh typically in a shrine of chaos we do giveaways and that's where you leave comments in the shrine and you leave you know comments in the chat and we randomly choose one today this is a raffle not by the shrine of chaos but rather Nova Open is doing a raffle for a World Eaters army, and that's what the shrine is about, just so you guys know, so there's no confusion. And I provided a link in this post right now to that raffle. And in fact, I'm going to uh, show off. So this this army in particular has been uh, painted by multiple contributors, multiple artists, and well named people, no well known named people that you probably would recognize. So uh, I really encourage people to click into the link and scroll down all the contributing artists, and then make sure they look at all the models you'd receive if you won this one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and so th this is the first link in the description shows that uh, we're getting a little bit of a. Uh, competing volumes here so i'm gonna try to do something here to make it a little better oh uh the we've had to bang on uh many of the warp drives uh, i think you're you're you probably don't want our gellerfield intact but i would prefer it people are saying you are anti-quiet <laughs> <laughs> so uh here let's let's try this that might help a little bit yeah uh well Oh yeah, I can adjust the little, little levers and stuff. Bear with, thanks for bearing with us. Oh, but you asked me what I do. I, I'm I'm just basically a voice uh, for the Nova Open Charitable Foundation. And this Saturday, uh, between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to be hosting a virtual get together, closing out these raffles. Uh, and so I I haven't done anything with the models. Those are all done by some again fabulous artists. 
you're going to want to check them out. Even if you're not in a position to, to really get the get some tickets right now, at least check out. So put it on your radar for the next time that you actually can. Uh, but I just get to talk about it. I get to talk about the art. I get to talk about the cool figures. I get to talk about the the stories about what we want to do with the miniatures, what we prefer to do with these things. Uh, so that's, that's my role in it. And uh, I definitely encourage you to check them out just like I do. So again, those are links uh, provided here in this post. So you uh, provided three links. There's actually more armies that are for raffle. So we have the Crimson Hunters, which is the World Eaters Army. Uh, but just for a moment, uh, Paul, let's talk about some of the other ones. Let's take a look at the Midwinter Minis, Blackstone Fortress. This uh, is spectacular. Army. So this is all of the Blackstone Fortress expansions and figures that you have the opportunity of, of winning that were painted by the Midwinter Minis. Yeah. Insane. This is the, this is so awesome. You know, it's funny because um, because of uh, how much I was involved with the Crimson Hunters, uh, I was going back and forth, communications, and uh, I I was so laser-focused on that, uh, I, for the first time, am looking more in-depth and in detail at the other armies that are being raffled here. So this is... Uh, I feel so torn, Paul. I, I want to I buy... A gajillion tickets, but at the same time, I want other people a chance to win it too. So, well, even a little goes a long way, right? You throw your hat in the ring with everybody else, and and there's the, and also you get the confidence knowing that it's going to some great causes. Guy uh, painted all these, as I understand it, and and how he painted them and, and the way he did some of these is documented on his channel. So if you if is it's one of these things if you're if you're fortunate enough to come away with this and you wanted to add to it, you probably have resources and ways to do that as well. But this is what I love about Blackstone Fortress and games like it is that it's a way that other people that are that are not really maybe into the war game aspect of it uh, can still experience the 40K uh, in the Warhammer universe with it. So you can break out like, oh, oh, you know, you don't want to collect 2000 points of Space Marines, but but you'll play this with me. And I, I love that about the uh the, the board game side, uh, side of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good uh, gateway. Uh, and so this is one of the armies as well. Uh, let's go back. You know, let's take a look at Duncan's army. So Duncan Rhodes, he has his uh, custodies here. Those gold, I'm telling you, the, I actually did a um, kind of a pre-show interview with him where he talks about how he did this. And you can actually, again, follow it. You want this one of those things you want to add to it. You can look at the tutorials on the Games Workshop page. You can buy a can of Retributor Gold and you're basically halfway there. I mean, I'm joking a little bit, of course. You need a lot of technique and look at the, the brightness of, of, that, of that force. It is spectacular. Well, that's one of those things that... Yeah, you want you want on your shelf. These are actually absolutely amazing display pieces as well. Each one of these, each one of the things from there's three different categories. There's uh, the armies, the units, uh, and then I think the individual models, and then some special stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you into talking about the special stuff that's up for raffle sure. uh, this 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 time uh, also. Uh, but so special. So which one yeah. should I click on here? Uh, I think you'll 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 notice a familiar looking guy if you go on one of those. Okay, so I'll go on specials. What? <laughs> All right. Yes, I, I want to lead. I want to lead your the listeners on a journey with us uh, as well. But uh, <laughs> you, uh, how much do you know about this? About the uh... just a little. I'm hoping you tell me. Okay. So yeah, now that we're talking about it, you know, funny you should mention this because now we can talk about it a little bit. So. Uh, you know, I've, I've been I've been around the, the way here a time or two. <laughs> uh, okay, so for this one, we're raffling a, a trip to the bunker, which is five days and four nights. 
and uh, basically you get to come to the bunker and normally you know you have to pay like a hotel room you pay for the rooms and pay for the experience but uh, we are completely raffling it off uh, to a, a lucky person uh, its value is uh, as you can see right here a good value uh, because of the the amount of time that you're staying and uh, the amount of gamers that it can uh, accommodate uh, but you'll get 24 access access uh, to the 24-hour access to the gaming hall so you can battle into the wee hours of the morning if you wish uh, and you can you know play with us play play an army you'll need to secure the dates obviously before you do anything but uh, and it is in Canada so obviously COVID permitting and we'll make uh, accommodations uh, where needed uh, for that uh, if we even need to postpone it because of restrictions and whatnot but um, yeah, you can bring your own army, or we can provide you with one. Either way, so that's a I, that's a trip to the bunker. Here, I'm going to take a look at some of the pictures here. I definitely wanted to draw attention to this kind of stuff because this is, the, I mean, these are the things. So each one of these models or armies or units or experiences or whatever has been donated by people uh, in an effort to drive awareness to the to the charities and and to the foundation. And I know that the foundation really appreciates it, but it's it's also a way. You know, we talk about making games accessible. It makes some of these absolute, just high quality and impactful experiences and or great looking models and talent uh, accessible to folks that, that may not have it any other way. And so it's cool to check out. And, and what I like, is, you know, I'm going to reference the community aspect of it a lot is because this has got all kind of people that would not maybe even normally interact with each other coming together uh, for some common goals and common causes. And it's uh, it's. I've been uh, kind of involved with this, at least from, from this aspect of it uh, for now, I guess this is the second year. Uh, you know, and it's, it's really cool seeing all the people come together. Yeah. I love the community aspect of it as well. Like it, it's super cool uh, to see everyone kind of fighting for the same cause, whether you collect Tau or chaos, it doesn't matter. Well, let's talk about chaos. If we can jump back to that, because I mentioned that this uh, uh, the World Eaters Force is a collection of tons of different artists. And yeah, please, please check them out. But you got one of your minis hiding out in there. I do. Yes. Um, so here's the Crimson Hunters, and just taking a look at the it happens to be the first mini. So this is my car and the Betrayer that I've been using for a few years now in battle reports and armies. He's Part of my personal collection of world eaters painted up in this special color scheme uh and he is now going to go to a new home so um i'm happy to have donated this it's a very small contribution but uh, uh i was fortunate enough to be a part of this project and to write the lore behind the army uh and there's a lot of other artists as well that have contributed to the army uh, i know that uh brent from Goobertown. He contributed this uh, Lord Discordant, or one of the Lords Discordants. Uh, and what a what a complex model, and it just it is it's, it's amazing to look at. There's a uh, Lynn Stahl. That's another name that uh, comes to mind as well. Metalhead Minis, yeah, yeah. And so here's actually the full list of uh, contributors. Uh, do you okay? So how many of the project artists do you know? Do you know Mike Cho? 
Uh, I don't. So I don't. I don't know everybody personally. But this is one of the things that, is that I've gotten to know them over the you know doing the course of this and seeing examples of their work. I follow them on Twitter. My Twitter is all hobby folks. Is it? Yeah. Uh, so I, I add everything. Like it's full on hobbies. Uh, like whenever I just need a a, a dose of uh, cool looking miniatures, either as you know a little imagination fuel or motivation to get stuff painted, I'll I'll go and check out my Twitter. So yeah, that's, I get exposure to their works through that way and through things like this. I gotta give another shout out to to. Uh, Jawa Balls because he's the one who spearheaded the project. He's the one that reached out to me in the first place and contacted me and asked me what army should be assembled and created and painted. Uh, and so that was that was his doing. He was the uh, he was the mastermind behind the scenes. He gathered everyone together and uh, led the communications behind it all. So that that in itself is effort too because you know mentioning coordinating everyone coordinating everyone's schedule getting all the figures out to where they need to be getting all the figures back to where they are uh it is it's not a small task no 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 absolutely not and uh that that time and effort and uh really that's a that's a contribution that's it's a huge contribution right because uh if some people like uh there's many ways to contribute one of which is your time right and if you have certain skills and abilities that are good uh i mean that that's kind of for me it's perfect for him because uh as far as i understand he's a teacher right so it's in terms of logistical communication that sort of thing uh, he would naturally be good at that uh and so it's just cool it, it just fit perfectly He's also a great painter. He's been a longtime painter in this hobby. Uh, people may know him for his Blood Angels. And I, you know, I'm, I can't go a show without talking about Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, known, he, I mean, he's one of the original Blood Angel painters out there. He is absolutely. I remember over a decade ago. This must have been like 13 years ago, around there, 13, 14 years ago, that I met him at where was it? I think it was either a Games Day. It was probably a Games Day, and I asked him uh, about Blood Angels. It was it was an interview that I did with him. And so, because he was the the Blood Angels guy, right? He was the first one that I thought of when it came to Blood Angels and painting up Blood Angels and what should be collected and what would be good to start the army. And so, he was the one that I asked about that. Wait, are you asking right now? Because I have some thoughts. I'm just, no. <laughs> I just can't. I can't not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, heck, that's my that's my second army of choice. So. Oh no, I don't. I don't want to distract folks from checking out what they're doing right now because there's some things like there are Imperial Knights up there. There are uh, collections from other games. You know, this is you know peruse what's there. If something to your fancy and you got a couple of bucks to spare, know the bucks are going to a good cause. And then come Saturday, we're going to draw some winners, and somebody's coming away with these amazing things. Black orcs, Iron Skull lads, Blood Bowl, Black orcs. I love it. You're getting sucked in, like because look, they're they're all spectacular, right? Aren't these are not all they're amazing? And make sure they check out all the individual things, uh, like the the models themselves. the uh, The name of that Imperial Knight I was talking about is Baroness Aurelia. Uh, go, it's in the the individual model section. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it is Baroness out of control. Aurelia. All right. Whew. Yeah, there's an Abaddon, the Despoiler. There's several of the, the Sisters what? of Battle. Okay, uh, yeah. individual I characters. Okay, so let me see. So what's uh, that's probably in models as well. Where's the Abaddon? Uh, yeah, you. That's on the second row there. Here it is. Ezekiel Abaddon, more commonly known as Abaddon the Despoiler, is the War Master of Chaos, former first captain of the Sons of Horus. 
<laughs> God, talk about lore too. I will say that I, I have not always had the healthiest respect for Abaddon, especially because he was basically the enemy of the Blood Angels, and you know, and in, in, in time, and it still is, I guess. But in many a time. Uh, and but when going through the lore and all the books, the new books, they show you that journey of, of Abaddon, and how he gets to be in the position that he's in. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm hooked in. I can't say that I'm a fan. I'm uh, of the the character and I would not get along. No, but I but I but I read every page that he's on. I guarantee that. <laughs> yes. No, I know what you mean. Absolutely. Uh, to answer some people's questions, how and where you enter the raffle uh, i've included links in this post so if you're watching on twitch facebook or youtube click on the links that i provided to the nova open foundation website and that'll bring you to the specific armies that you can uh, buy raffles for or raffle tickets for or you can actually uh, scroll up to the summer raffles portion and peruse the models units armies and even special raffles that are going on right now so we're we're just on the nova open website right now yeah add the tickets to your cart check out like you would be uh purchasing anything else on the web yeah Uh, i would like to to draw your attention also there the the catechin kernel the very limited release chase model uh the catechin kernel is also one of the things that people can throw uh their hat in the ring for and it is painted immaculately with uh, a pretty complex camo scheme it looks awesome which one is that? Oh, here it is. Okay, so that's under models. Yes. Oh, cool. It's, it's one like of those the models. Digital. Yeah. No, that, that color, one, that model is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that paint scheme is out of control. I mean, this is, there's things here. If we haven't gotten this emotion across yet, there's some things here that I think people would want. And I said, one just the the best thing about this is that it's not a lot, really. But no, no, everybody can. But if you can, if you have the means of doing it, uh, you might you might come away with something amazing. Uh, but when you see, like over the years, they've been able to put just tens of thousands of dollars in the hands of folks that can really use it for some great things. Enough to where the charities have even recognized the Nova Open Charitable Foundation uh, for for being. A, you know, an influential contributor. And that is a direct reflection of our community and what our community has done mm-hmm. uh, to do that and, and put them there. It's awesome. I'm I could gush surprised. about it. You I'm know, getting kind of sucked in here to just look. I know, it. right? Because this is so good. So this is, you know, some of these models came from painters, custom, you know, uh, their own collections of things, things that they were planning on using and keeping for themselves. So, you know, their extra showcase. Uh, and then some of this is stuff done directly for uh, the foundation, like like the Crimson Hunters Army. Right. So a question here then. Uh, so all the stuff, like that video that we just watched right here, is that a video that Nova Open made? Or is that a display uh, I, video that the artist made? And that video was done by if I if, if I'm I don't know exactly what, what you're doing, but there is someone on the the charitable foundation who does all the once the miniatures get sent in, then they'll do all the they'll do the videos, they'll do the pictures, they'll do everything to make them look as is you know basically just make sure you get to see all the details and then put the pictures on the web. Thank you, Mike Vasquez, for buying some tickets for the Crimson Hunters. Awesome. That is awesome. That's Good luck. Great. I mean, that's what I, I will say. One of the neatest, another neat thing is 
you know, like I mentioned on Twitter and that kind of stuff, when people get these and then you start to see them on the tabletop and see the reactions of people, uh, you know, with their miniatures, it brings a lot of, it brings a lot of joy around, uh, which is, which is neat. And then sometimes, you know, could be in short supply. The Nexus. Thank you. Thank you for getting, you said you have tickets and five items. That's awesome. Also got, is five. there any Angus Hinton or, uh, Hinton also got five for the midwinter minis one. Fantastic. That is cool. That uh, look, this I'm telling you, Black, Blackstone Fortress is one of those games that I love it. That and the uh, the Silver Tower is that uh, you can you can spend an evening playing them, and you know with buddies who, who you know again, the Warhammer forty thousand or Age of Sigmar may not be their thing, but something that they can kind of compartmentalize and pick up and put down like that is exactly what it is. And then you still get to spend an evening in the steeped in the lore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Star Wars Legion too, so that's also included in here. Oh yeah, there's, there's tons of games in there. So this peruse them; it's worth checking out, even if you just want to see what's what's on, or just like looking at minis. Yeah, these I are highly encourage games, people yeah. to check it out. And I, and I, again, if I, I mentioned earlier in the show, but we're going to do uh, myself and, and a compatriot uh, on the on the the podcast that I do. And several other things that I do. Adam Camilleri and another buddy of ours named Joshua Diffie are going to do a live show, 10 a.m. Eastern time to 1 p.m., where we're going to close out these raffles and we're going to showcase as many of the artists we can. We're basically going to have a little little party that morning uh, to keep people on the edge of their seat. So that's this See coming Saturday. So in three days. Yep. Awesome. And that what is that Eastern time you said? It is Eastern time, and that's when the raffles close too. We're leading up to the where the raffles close, so people have until then to get their tickets in. Sweet. Have you played Legion? Uh, Star Wars Legion. I I have. I've actually got, I've got some some models close by, but they're for a friend. I actually, so what I do is uh, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm kind of an enabler. I help my friends get their armies that they want to play mm-hmm. on the table. Uh, Legion, I, I can't get into it. I mean, I mean, I'm just a, I'm a Warhammer 40,000 Age of Sigmar guy. <laughs> it's uh, that's, that's what I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, no, I, I but, get it, man. I totally But I'm get also it. a huge Star Wars fan, though, so. It's weird. It's not like. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it, no, though. I, like no, I'm a Star Wars fan too, but yeah, it's Warhammer. When it comes to tabletop minis, uh, Warhammer, it's the best in the biz, man. I'm telling you, those. I mean, the, when you get, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a painter, and this is not on raffle, and this is not. But you know, I'm never too far away from Martarion, you know. So when you got <laughs> models like this. Like, come on, how do you not want to move around the table? You know what I think? I think that uh, had GW acquired the IP for Star Wars, and made their own minis and had their own rule set that was similar, kind of like what they did with Lord of the Rings, it would be a different story. Like, that's not to, that's not a slight against uh, the company who makes Star Wars Legion, but because it would be GW, then there would be, the amount of eyes on it would be different, right? It would be the amount of eyes and the type of eyes. That's just a thought. I don't know. I, this, well, I, look, we, we are slightly spoiled, though, with the quality of our models. I mean, that's we are. For, for our, yeah. I agree. I mean, our games. Like, you look at the the model difference, right, with the Legion models, and they're cool looking because they're Star Wars. Could they be better looking? Yes. Well, they, I mean, they also they have this be. established, like, you know, IP already. Like, with the movies, they have to look a certain way and, and 
be a certain way. I don't know if that influence. I mean, I'm not a miniature designer. I have no idea how, how any of that works, but I have to imagine they're trying to stick into that. And 40K, Warhammer 40,000, like the world, nothing's too big. Nothing. You can be, you know, just like the, the demons are demonic. The chaos is chaos. The heroes are heroic. You know, there's, it's, uh, you know, it, it, there's no, there's no edge to the max on that scale and they just keep pushing it. And I, I'm loving everything that comes out. You know, you bring up a good point there with they have they have an aesthetic to their models already. So I think there could improvements definitely could be made, but there is only so much they can do because everything is kind of close to true scale and they have a pre-existing aesthetic, which is actually, in my opinion, part of the draw, just because you're already familiar with so many of the characters and the unit types and their aesthetic. Dude, I love it. I see so what I play. My Blood Angels would be if I if I could just play anything anytime, whenever I want. It's going to be Blood Angels, but I also play Astromelterum, uh, Chaos, as you just saw, uh, Death Guard specifically, mostly, but I also have some some other Chaos. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Eldari, uh huh. Eldari, I dabble a little bit, mostly Craft Worlds, but a little bit in the in the other things. Uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. I mean, talk about in in some of those are specifically Warhammer forty thousand. Like, there's just unique to them, and I and I, I and and what again? It's just it's just amazing models. But I, I could go on about the models all day. I know we're supposed you know here to talk about some of the other stuff, but just uh, when you see great artists, sh- like showcase artists doing things with showcase miniatures, it's almost like otherworldly. And that's and that's one of these things like the you know, the charitable foundation brings together is puts puts those things together, uh, and then eventually puts them in the hands uh, of someone that may not ever own anything like that normally. Mm-hmm. Looking at a lumineth of Hiaziah, Haziah, I think I'm saying that right. Probably Cl- not. it's close. If it, if you're not right, it's ha- close. Haxia. Oh, some of the other things like the units and stuff on there, they are for some of like the Warcry and um, Warhammer Underworlds. If you kick in for some of those and happen to win those, you never need another miniature. That is your full on everything that you would need for those forces. That's another cool thing about some of the this, the skirmish games. One more time, I'm going to take a look at the uh, the specials here. I do love it. You are you, that's it. Just draws you in because they're so awesome the specials and painting classes yes yeah i'm looking at that with uh, matt DiPietro. uh contrast minis private lesson three sessions three winners awesome caleb weisenbeck two days but at the time of our recording it two days and 21 hours and 55 minutes left to kick in some tickets mastermind models and minis there's another uh your stl is brought to life so that's Gus Clay. He's um, he's really talented. He did um, a Titan, I think, for the last set of raffles. Oh, did he? And it was pretty bonkers. Cool. We threw in cool. a lifetime vault membership as well to the mini wargaming vault. That's uh, the last item there in the specials. Uh, look, if anybody listening doesn't have one of those yet, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they want to kick in for that? All right, I know so. I'm working the crowd. <laughs> I can't see the chat, so I don't know if it's working or not. <laughs> Is shipping worldwide or just to the Americas? Worldwide. worldwide. Anywhere in the world. You can kick in from anywhere, uh, and they will ship it worldwide, secure, 
to your door. I know folks that are in Australia that have won all the way to the other side of the world from from where their home base is and arrived absolutely intact. No concerns there. Hertz Plays asks, hey, Dave, I was wondering, does the person who wins the Lifetime Silver Vault membership get access to all the discount codes? And the answer is yes, indeed, you do, because you're a Silver Vault member. We, uh, well, you mentioned, I know we jumped over it, but you said, and we talked about this in our pre-show, so you and I have actually talked about this before, uh, but the lore for this custom warband of Chaos Space Marines, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm, what I'm looking forward to is someone getting into that, carrying that story forward, and then reporting back to you, for you to report back to us what's been happening with it. Absolutely. That'd be super cool. Uh, Quipster, if you're listening to this, uh, does it uh, spark any ideas? <laughs> we had an episode of The Shrine uh, a few weeks back, and we were talking about that exact thing. In fact, Oh, uh, that is cool. Yeah. And right away, uh, he was asking a bunch of questions. He was like, uh, so where were they during the Siege of Terra? Uh, what were they doing uh, when the virus bomb was dropped? In like very specific questions that if were answered would help flesh out the lore right so in your mind do they go back that far they're they're not new recruits they're not like where where in the timeline do they do they come from i'm thinking they're old i'm thinking because chaos can be from anywhere time does not exist the same way in the eye of terror correct as it does out here for the rest of us yeah i'm thinking it would be very appropriate if they were old if they were stuck in that pocket of warp energy time uh pass differently for them uh and but in terms of the uh, specific details i think i agree with you i think it'd be super cool if uh, people came up with their own iterations of it and submitted those ideas that would be that'd be super neat it'd be super neat to also see it played out on the tabletop via campaign yep. form oh well now you can do that kind of stuff with the crusade stuff like i got i got buddies they exclusively play crusade Hmm. I love playing Crusade. Uh, I've played a number of them so far, and I'll be playing more in the future as, as well. Well, what's it's supported? I mean, what I love from this, you know, Games Workshop is that they're supporting all these different styles and lines of play. So you get content for that kind of. It helps advance that, keep your play group energized. So here's a question for you, uh, listeners slash watchers: uh, When you play Warhammer right now, out of the different play modes narrative match play and i guess then the the last one would be open play but uh narrative and match play out of those two let's talk about those two how much do you play narratively and i guess that that's where the crusade would come in right uh i I don't know because narrative it's almost a state of mind you know more than anything else because you can make a really efficient list and still be on brand for your story that's true that's true because open so what is, is Crusade something different? Are there actually four modes of play? So Crusade, um, what you're able to do is as you progress with your your armies and your units, you can they can get attributes and traits and get access to things that are not available in match play. You have to basically unlock them through play, through a progressive type thing yeah. uh, that is not available in, in match play. You know, it's match play not matched. And- yeah, has it's kind of not open either right because it has a system yeah so, so that's it you got you've got so you, you 
you can play, you know, I mean, granted, you can do this. You can take your thing to other groups that are inviting of it. But, you know, with a, with a match play game, what I equate it is like when I walk into any anywhere, any game store, anybody's gaming area or whatever, I could say I could just rock up and say 2000 points match play and everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about that. You can basically walk into any store anywhere in the world, throw down and you're all playing with a with a confi- you know, with a you you know exactly what your understanding of the rule set is coming to, to the table. With Crusade, you know, you've taken a path, you've taken a story, you're contributing to something that could be potentially larger than just in, in, an individual game. And, it, and I'm not talking about a, a tournament or whatever. You're not competing for who, who played the best of nine or eight individual games. You are playing for a, you know, a, a, probably a different reason. You still want to win. I'm not saying you don't want to win, yeah. uh, but you're telling the story of your sergeant who became a captain, who eventually was interned in a dreadnought, you know, who then uh, had this relic but lost it. And now, because he's a grizzled veteran, he now, uh, you know, for, of these many campaigns, he now can open up this stratagem that wasn't available to him before. And it gives you, it's like telling old, you know, war game stories, uh, old, you know, campaign stories from a tabletop game with your buddies down the road. And it's, it's, a, yeah. And that's what I was saying is supported. The, there's, there's rules for the type of this type of stuff in every codex that's been released, every supplement that's been released. It's, it's pretty neat. I agree. Yes. Uh, and I, I'm just, I'm actually just noticing right now, uh, the, uh, Crimson Hunters is going back to that for a second. Some of the corn helmets, I recognize those corn helmets as the Age of Sigmar Blood Warriors on Chaos Space Marine bodies. That is awesome. I mean, if you're ever looking for a way to kind of spice up your World Eaters army, there's a lot of uh, figures. I, I forget what the, they're called in Sigmar. Um, I only play Sylvaneth and uh, Deacon, really, in, in Sigmar. Uh, but I think the Bloodbound, maybe? I don't want anybody to come at come at me because uh, I'm speaking out of turn here. But the corn dedicated chaos warriors are amazing, and kit. Ba- I can't convert. Like I'm not a converter, but I'm a kit basher. I can take one of these excellent plastic kits, mm-hmm. cut off a part in such a way to glue it on another another plastic kit, and feel like I've done something. Yeah. And if you're ever looking for parts, you can hit up the corn uh, warriors of chaos. Uh, from Age of Sigmar, and you will you will find no shortage of amazing bits. Okay, so I need to ask you because you brought up an interesting comparison there between kitbashing and conversion. Uh, so, in your mind, the kitbashing is assembling parts from different kits, whereas conversion. What's conversion in your mind? Conversion to me uh, would be like a, a sculpt involving putty or green stuff in in any capacity beyond gap filling um designing something from you know from from a base material i think that would count into conversion territory and i have zero of that talent okay so it's i see so when you convert your it's definitely more you're kind of transforming as opposed to adding yeah 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 i think i think that's the case at least in my mind anyway that's how i compartmentalize it okay because i think i'm i'm a pretty good kit basher Uh uh-huh i am 
terrible at, at converting. That's the way. That's the way I would define my because I, it's not the way I, I don't think that way. I can't look at a lump of clay or whatever and turn it into anything. I, I, I'm probably not going to paint anything by the other than paint by numbers kind of that's you know I, but i can look at a system look at some component parts and assemble them in a what i consider a pretty pretty pleasing way yes yeah no that absolutely makes sense um and those models i was talking about make it easy because you're right oh head swap here shoulder swap here and arm swap here uh the astro militarum is like blending all the i love all the human-sized stuff from the games workshop range because there are just so many interesting parts that you can make some pretty cool captains or you know lieutenants or commanders or whatever they really stand out that's 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 part of the joy i get from from building things yeah yeah me too uh i actually i enjoy kit bashing as well and uh ooh, not to get all all squirrel distracted here but uh, there's some cool uh, necromunda models that they're using as cultists here for the Crimson Hunters. Uh, if you're ever hungry for some parts, I, I spruced up my Admech Force. You know, when you're trying to make 40 Rangers, 40 Vanguard look unique, let me tell you, the Necromunda models, excellent resource. They're fantastic. The heads from, from the Kaldor, I mean, just with their, with their masks uh, and different, you know, d- different kind of biomechanical parts and stuff, they yeah, go a long way. Absolutely. They're fantastic looking. And the Goliaths too. You can yeah. Look at the cool units that you can make. Heck, you can convert up a unit of Chosen from the uh, with the Goliath kits. They're big, so the, the Goliaths are kind of hefty looking models. Yeah. I, I play Goliaths in Necromunda as well, and they are they're they're beef looking models. I also had to get the uh, uh, the Sump Croc. I think that's what made me decide on the faction was they have a crocodile mascot. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's uh, it comes in like a forty mil base or whatever, so it's it's pretty sizable compared to like you would. I think Space Marines would run away from it. Ah, man, you know what? Okay, seeing this is giving me inspiration for conversion, or should I say, kit bash ideas. There you go. Look, if we've if we've enabled you to start another Chaos Army, <laughs> I think we can say we've won here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a that's a good win. That's one of the reasons I keep my my feed like Instagram and uh, Twitter. I just I just follow painters and builders and stuff. Uh, and, and when I, I like I look at like oh that's cool. Let me tell you if they're if people are posting pictures, they're not gonna mind if you copy the same thing. They'll probably love it that you copied the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why not take inspiration from others? I really like I really like seeing those models where there's like five or six different kits that they combine to make one model. Like those are super awesome. Uh, there's one on Instagram. You may have seen it. It's uh, they do a, uh, it's a demon uh, Perturabo, Primarch Perturabo. And it's I'm listening. big, like bloodthirster size demon Primarch, but it's mechanical because Perturabo is mechanical, right? So it just looked insane. And it was, gw parts and it looked awesome like it was nuts completely from scratch you could recognize the different bits that were used and it's like oh man that's cool i'll have to try to find it perturabo is another one of those if you were to like if i were listing my favorite primarchs 
Perturabo would not have been high on the list. No. But in the lore, especially in the actual Siege of Terra books, uh, he gets a little spice. Yep. That's one of the most brilliant. I mean, I know we're jumping around topics, but one of those brilliant things about the the authors that they have is they're breathing life into these characters that, you know, I might have just glanced over in a codex or in another novel. But I mean, I'm hanging on every word. Perturabo is one of those ones. There, There is a scene speaking of Abaddon and no spoilers. No, I don't, no spoilers in the comments or in the in the chat or anything. But there's a scene between Perturabo and Abaddon. That you're just, again, you're hanging on every word and every page, and they are, I don't want to say defining for each of these, because it's, it's, it's deep into their individual arcs and stories, but you see lots of things emerging and really uh, coming together in several of these scenes, and it's brilliant work of the authors. Again, I know I'm jumping around, and I apologize, but you bought, you bought a Perturabo, and, and I have a much deeper appreciation for him now. <laughs> All right, so... Uh... Just as a one final note to the to the listeners and the viewers, uh, this is this has been a kind of a glimpse into the different raffles that are happening right now that uh, that will be drawn this coming Saturday. What time again, Paul? 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to do a closeout live show. Come join us talking about stuff, uh, talking about the miniature, talking about lore like this, talking about the game itself uh, on the, the Nova open Twitch stream. Uh, the raffle you have until you have 22 hours and what did I say? 50 minutes or something. Yeah. Let me let me get you the exact time. Something like that. Yeah. And like 40 minutes now, probably. Uh, uh, 20, 22 days, 21 hours and 41 minutes left from the time of hearing this right now. If you caught it live, uh, if you if you heard it 21 hours from now, you have two days. <laughs> so thank you guys for, uh, for tuning in and taking a look at this. And for those who have purchased raffle tickets already. And uh, if you're catching this before the stream, make sure to grab your tickets before the draw happens. Uh, Crimson Hunters, the one that you're looking at right now on the screen, that's the, the one that has uh, just a little bit of my involvement. Uh, the, but there's a ton of other armies that and models and units and specials. So there's actually a lot of things that you can peruse here. Uh, and uh, just have some fun looking at the things that are available. And uh, thank you, Paul, once again for being a guest on the Shrine of Chaos, in the Shrine of Chaos, collecting Blood Angels and Chaos and Death Guard and whatever else. And uh, I play you know, a lot of Warhammer. What can I say? There's <laughs> there's a, a bit of Warhammer certainly oozing from your from your veins, uh, which I can appreciate. And so uh, that's super cool. Here, let's go back here to uh, to show your face. Uh, so yeah, you've been a great guest and always welcome back. And any final words before we go? Dude, thanks for having me. Uh, I do a podcast called Forge the Narrative, so if you want to check that out, you know, please do. Uh, all that hobby I was talking about on Twitter at Warmaster underscore TPM, and I'm Fights with Dice on Instagram. Nice. Um, yeah, I basically try to post work, work in progress and completed stuff. You know, again, just to keep, I try to be a part of that those those hobby uh, avenues. And uh, yeah, man, I really love being here. Thanks for having me. And I've provided a link to Forge the Narrative YouTube channel as well in this post. So if you take a look at that, if you want to see Paul and listen to his podcast, you've been doing it for a long time, man. Number of years. Uh, yeah, enjoying it. And look, this is the thing about this this hobby. There's always something new to talk about, always something new to do, and still loving every minute of it. Cheers, guys. Stay tuned next week.